Hey everybody, welcome to Rocks Talk episode five, here with your hosts, Braden and Dawson Lee. Uh, we just got to watch the Rockies beat the Phillies last night, so we're excited to talk to you about Rockies baseball today. So it's been a week since we've last talked, and the Rockies have played some games. Doss, catch them up if they've missed it. What's been going on with the Rockies? What's important for them to know? Yeah, well, the big thing is the Rockies are 7-3 and three through their first 10 games of the season. Big deal. Um, one of our best starts in franchise history. Uh, we're one of the top teams in baseball right now. Um, hopefully we can keep it going. Uh, last week in Texas uh, against the Rangers, Randall Gritchick had a game-saving home run robbery, three-run home run robbery of Corey Seager. Um, Alan Trejo got his opportunities Friday and Saturday and came through in a big way uh, with three-run home run, a couple RBI singles uh, the game after. So, I mean, he had a big weekend for sure and uh, made his presence felt um, on the big league roster this season. Uh, CJ Crone is one of the hottest guys in baseball the right now. The hottest guy in baseball. Yeah, five home runs, 10 RBIs. Uh, just what a power guy. Um, and then Rymack uh, hit a home run on Saturday. Hopefully he can kind of get going. He's had a little bit of a slow start power-wise, you know, so hopefully he can start hitting some bombs here soon. Yeah, it's been fun to watch the Rockies. Unfortunately, we, we missed the series in Texas because we didn't go to Texas with them. And then because of the Easter weekend, we didn't go to Denver. We weren't in Denver for the Cub Series. So it was nice to be back at Coors last night, seeing the Rockies play the Phillies. It's been, it's been an important week. I mean, I think that Gritchick, that catch was a big deal. Suddenly, it just feels like there's big-time impact. Obviously, he hadn't hit a huge home run yet. He hadn't made a ton of – I mean, he made a sliding catch. But it wasn't like there was real feeling of impact from him yet. I knew that there would be. But it was nice to see him make a game-saving catch because suddenly it's like, okay – Randall Gritchick is here. He's in Colorado. His presence is felt. And then last night has a huge hit, two RBI double, I think, um, in a big spot, gave us some insurance. So it was nice to see Gritchick's bat get going, seeing his glove active. He's a good player, and he's a great addition to our team. Yeah, and it was his two RBI double uh, last night was with two outs, too. Right. Uh, it was 2-0 ball game in the seventh inning, I think it was. So, I mean, to come through with two outs like that, that's big spot, and he came through and uh, – you know, I think the fans like him. Yeah, so I like him. Yeah, uh, like him. and I'm a fan, and I think the fans do like him too. He's definitely one of those guys that uh, makes an impact. Again, we knew he would, but it was nice to just see it actually happening beyond just the intangibles. Actually, seeing some RBIs on the board and a game-saving catch can't deny the impact. Yeah. So, Alan Trejo, big game, uh, three-run home run was awesome to see, and then obviously the subsequent day gets another start. I think he had two hits, uh, a couple more ribbies. So he. He was playing well. And so Dawson and I were sitting, I think, on my grandparents' couch. But we were talking about Alan Trejo, um, talking about the shortstops in our organization. And I made the statement because I'm always the guy that's uh, trying to cause dialogue and trying to see if we can get a conversation started that maybe Trejo should be playing over Iglesias, which Dawson diametrically opposed. So let's just have a little bit of that dialogue now. My, my thought on Trejo is that he's a hot bat right now. He's been in the organization. I like to see him play. We know Jose's presence in the clubhouse and the dugout is important. Uh, and we also know that he makes an impact on the field. But is it a greater impact than Trejo? Do you think he should be playing over him still? Should Trejo be getting more time at least? I mean, like, where, where are you at with those things? Because I know we're not in complete agreement. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't be starting over Iglesias. Uh, one of our best gloves in the infield, him and Rymac for sure. Um, and Iglesias has had a four-hit ball game already. He's... 
he's he's a contact guy. He's an average guy, so he's hitting well. Uh, had a double last night too. Um, Brennan Rogers, three for thirty-five or whatever it is. I mean, yeah, he has to get back into it by playing, but if Trejo has a hot bat right now and Iglesias is playing well too, Trejo can play second. He's played second before. I'd like to see him at second base tonight or tomorrow and just see what happens. Because, I mean, if he's the hot bat over Brennan Rogers, we really shouldn't be playing Rogers as much if he's striking out 15 times every 10 games. So really you're saying you disagree with me, but you agree that Trejo should be in the lineup. Yeah. At least yeah. for now. I just don't think over Iglesias, yeah. I mean, you know, he's a veteran guy, has playoff experience. Just we were watching last night, just going around the infield during a pitching change, talking to everyone and really just like, you know, like, hey, let's do this. Uh, I think it was runners on second and yeah. third. Just really building the guys up and talking to the pitcher, Elias uh, Diaz, catcher and stuff. So, I mean, just that leadership out there on the field is so important. And not that Trejo doesn't have that, but being a young guy and he's, I don't know how many games he's played in his career, but not much, um, you know, it's just not quite the same. So, I think him over Rodgers would be good here in the next couple games, hopefully. And I think the thing about baseball that some people don't realize is it doesn't mean that it's like indefinite. Like, hey, Trejo's starting 162 games now over Iglesias or over Rodgers. It's just for a time, he may get more opportunities. He may get more at-bats. He's going to see more time in the field. And I really think right now, you know, Rodgers got the hit finally last night that I think hopefully just breaks it open because you and I both know that Brandon Rodgers can do damage. We both know that he makes an impact defensively and offensively, or he can. To this point this year, though, the first 10 games, we haven't seen that much yet. Um, I'm really hoping that that changes as we get into the rest of this series and into the Detroit series. I think it's time for him to just get going, and I hope that he does. But if he doesn't, I really hope we see Trejo yeah. get some more opportunities. And I like Alan Trejo a lot. So, again, when I find a player that I like, I think I get biased toward them. Um, but I like him a lot. So, Crone, it's been the – I mean, C.J. Crone – so we've known C.J. Crone has power. I think if you've ever watched baseball, you know that C.J. Crone has pop. He's been an impact bat for us last year, but this year just raking. And, and here's been – this has been the thing for me, right? It's not like home run, strikeout, 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 home run, strikeout, strikeout, home run, which we've seen not necessarily from Crone, but from other power hitters in our lineups in the past. We watched last night and we watched previously – Crone will hit a bomb onto the concourse almost, just an absolute shot, and then work the next at-bat and send one into right field for a base hit. Yeah. Last night we saw him wasn't hitting home runs, but he had a great at-bat, sent one over. I mean, there's there's impact that's Crone, that Crone is making from the batter's box that goes beyond just power. However, it is nice to see him take five home runs out yeah. in the first 10 games, um, and it's been a big deal. How do you feel, I'm just curious, this is off the cuff, but how do you feel about his defense versus Connor Joe's defense at first? First, You know what I'm saying? Like, Do you like either one of them better at first? Do you think Crone should be more DH feeling than Joe? I'm just curious your thoughts. Uh, I mean, I think it's good for them both to just kind of rotate because CJ Crone has really been a DH with Detroit and the Twins. Uh, so he's had that experience already. And he's comfortable in that uh, spot. Yeah, and Connor Joe's proven that he's pretty comfortable with it too, DHing, I think, like half of the games this year. Yeah. Um, but last year, CJ had to play first base because there was no universal DH, and he really improved his defense For sure. over the course of the season and even the offseason because it wasn't a thing until two months ago or whatever. Um, 
I liked CJ Crone at first more just because he's a bigger body. He's like six four, whatever, where Connor Joe's probably like six foot. So, I mean, there is that height on yeah. like a high throw or something. You know, it's just a bigger target. Um, but we also saw last week where Connor Joe probably made a couple plays that Crone wouldn't have made because right. he had to run over Sprint. the first yeah. and showed a little more speed than CJ Cronin had. But he he went home on a long pitch last night. So <laughs> and almost got... Almost, if if JT had that ball, he probably yeah, would have so been CJ Crone's got wheels. So. You heard it here first. Crone zone now has wheels. Yeah. Um, so that's been cool to see. The other player that we've talked about is Rymac. We both love Ryan McMahon. It's great to see him launch one out. And it wasn't just like barely. I mean, it was pretty much a no-doubter. It was a shot. What else is it going to take for him to get going? It's not that he's been slumping. We just haven't maybe seen the power or the impact from the batter's box that I guess I was maybe anticipating from this year. Yeah. Well, you know, he's hitting 219, which isn't great. But, I mean, it's not bad. He has a 324 on base percentage. He's also got hit like four times. <laughs> Um, but you know, I've noticed that he's, he is working at bats. He's laying off pitches yeah. that he used to be swinging at his first couple of years in the league, striking out, you know, but he's laying off those tough pitches, um, working at bats, working walks, and he is getting hits. Just the power hasn't been there yet. So hopefully that bomb on Sunday will, you know, get him going. And then hopefully we can get Chris going and some of these other guys. So, yeah. While we're talking about Chris Bryant, can you give him a little bit of an update on what's going on there? Yeah. So. He, he got kind of hurt on Saturday um, and then told Buddy during the game that he could keep going. But he was like, nope, let's stop right there. We had a seven-run lead. Which is smart. Pulled him in the sixth. Yeah, which is smart. He DH'd Sunday and then was out of the lineup last night against the Phillies. We'll see what happens today. Hopefully he's in. I think it was just a rest day, honestly, because he's doing pretty good from what I've heard. So hopefully he's back in there in the lineup. Probably see Connor Joe's the DH, I'm guessing, or maybe Chuck, who knows. Um, but yeah, hopefully Chris is good and we need his power to get going too. Yeah, so no real need for concern there no. with Chris Bryant at this point. So. so you mentioned Chuck. Charlie Blackman, you know, the first couple games of the, of the year, Dawson and I kind of looked at each other like, uh oh, this isn't looking that great. Yeah. And I think, honestly, through the first 10 or the first nine, maybe people had started to write him off. I saw our friend Drew Creaseman put a tweet on for all those who thought, Essentially saying, for all those who thought Charlie was washed or toast, look at him now. And, and the reason is, last night he hit a shot, big-time home run, gets him going a little bit. How are you feeling about Chuck this season? I don't know. He struggled last year, and it's kind of the same this year. He had a few home runs last year. I'm hoping he can be more consistent this year. And the past couple games have showed that. He's had a couple multi-hit games, um, and then the power's there already, which it I mean, he did not have many home runs at all last year. It was missing. Last year was different than the pre. I mean, yeah, last year was a significant decline in power. Yeah, and I feel like when he gets hot, the team, there's just something different about the team. They get hot. They get excited. So Chuck's he's one of those like guys. That guy, yeah. yeah. So he's one of those guys. And the fans love him. So, I mean, it gets the crowd into it, you know. And it was really good to see last night. And I think someone here at the table called it, like, before the game or something. But, yeah. <laughs> He did. Dawson, we were walking into the stadium and we were just talking about what we were thinking, any predictions for the day. And Doss said, you know, I think I think Charlie's going going deep yeah. today. And I just kind of laughed. I honestly didn't think he was. Um, and then we were sitting there and Doss literally nudged me. I think it was like two batters before Chuck was up and he was like, he's go Chuck's going deep. 
And he did, which was huge because it, it was a well-pitched game, 0-0. Then we go up 1-0 and ultimately yeah. win the game. Let's talk about the pitching because it was a little bit of a pitcher's duel last night. Aaron Nola put up a fight against Chad Cool, his first start at Coors Field. And I was really impressed with Chad Cool. Oh, yeah. I was too. And to be honest, I wasn't really expecting that. You know, when a guy comes to pitch his first start as a Rocky at Coors Field, I, I think he's pitched before at Coors Field. But as um, a, you're right, right, as a Rocky. But to throw yeah. six scoreless innings, only giving up two hits with four strikeouts, he only walked one. Um, with only like 74 pitches too. He was he came out for the seventh, and then something happened with his hip flexor, so hopefully he's okay. But just a dominant pitching performance against a tough lineup Yeah, in the Phillies. So yeah, it's I not mean, a pushover lineup at all. Yeah, struck out Bryce Harper twice, bringing the NL MVP. Yep. So it was really good to watch. He looked really good, and he was, he was passionate. He was showing it, you know, getting excited, and that's good to see. Yeah, so he was calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, uh, he was. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch him too. Um, in his previous start, so he had the blister in the first, the first start, and then hip flexor this time. I hope the injuries don't become a recurring theme yeah. for him. I'm hoping that they won't, because coming out of our five spot, you know, Drew Creaseman, we refer to him a lot because he uh, has become a good friend and somebody that covers the Rockies well. If you don't follow him, I really recommend that you do. Um, he said that he would either be a, a solid five spot for us or a real vulnerability. To this point, he's been the solid spot. The vulnerability has been our four spot. Uh, Austin Gomber, who I'm pretty high on, I really like, has struggled to this point in the season. What do you think is going on there? What's up? You know, I don't really know because he had a good year last year. But, I mean, you know, baseball is just – it's baseball. You know, you struggle, you do good. Same with Chuck. You know, it's the same with pitchers. So, um, he's just really struggling to throw strikes. Like, on Sunday, felt like every batter that came up, it was a – 2-0, 3-1 count. Um, And then, you know, even if you didn't walk a guy, when you're in a hitter's count, that's when someone drives one or, you know, they just get get hits. And then Kyle Freeland's really not been great either. Mm -hmm. either. He has like a 10 ERA. Um, He's really struggling the same as Gomber. So we need our lefties to get going. Mm -hmm. Our righties are solid right now. Um, Kyle's on the mound tonight. Hopefully... It's going to do well. Yeah. Could have a good game. Can, uh, have a great game and get going because, you know, I mean, they're both great pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, real solid. So hopefully, like we said, it's baseball. So they, they can get out of it for sure. And it's the best and the worst thing about our game because you can have a player that shouldn't be doing good or shouldn't yeah. show up in a big spot and make an impact and whatever, become a household name. Oh, we've seen that before where somebody that nobody knows about comes in, makes a splash in a big spot. And then you've seen guys – like Freeland and Gomber, who maybe aren't as on the national radar as I personally think they should be, but certainly in the Denver and Rockies fan, NL West type area, you know Kyle Freeland and Austin Gomber both had, well, Gomber had a good year last year. Um, I feel like Freeland still is going to have a good year this year and Gomber, but we, you're right. We need those left, those lefty arms to get going yeah. um, because those are important. Yep, Our righties have been solid. So continuing on our pitching, our bullpen, which has – Again, historically been the area that makes me cringe the most. Even when we talked to Drew Creaseman the week before opening day, that was the big question was, will the bullpen be good this year? And looking at our bullpen, I wasn't just really excited. I mean, we've seen some of those guys throw and it's like, okay, they're, they're solid. 
Um, you know, Colme coming in, we were like, hey, maybe there's an opportunity for something there. But our pen has been stellar. Yeah. And I mean, one thing just real quick too is Alex Colme came in last night, got his first save as a Rocky. Yeah, so that was good we'll to call see. Yeah. And it was stress free. This yeah. one base runner, you know, yeah. a lot of times we have like we're up by two bases loaded, one <laughs> out or whatever, you know. So I'm glad it was just stress free and it was good to see. I uh, just have a solid ninth. Um, so yeah, that was that was awesome. But our bullpen's just been insane. Like, I mean, I'm just looking at the stats here and. Our highest ERA out of a reliever right now is four from Ulysses Chassin, and he's really been and he's been one solid. of our big guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's ate quite a few innings, right? What's he at? Five or six um, right now? Yeah, six, six and a third. So, and he's had some big moments too. He had last night was huge. Yeah, last night was huge. He was pitching when Grichik robs the home run. Uh, just really got, to, and it wasn't that he was pitching bad to give up the home run. You know, I mean. Good hitters are going to hit well in Corey Seager. Yeah. So um, last night, though, huge double play. Comes in with second and third, yeah. one out. We're like, please just limit the damage, you know. Gets a line drive right back to him, catches it, throws to second, gets a double play, yelling, you know, all yeah. pumped up. Got me pumped. Yeah. Dawson and I are both standing and pumping our fists. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So our bullpen's just been dominant. And the, our late inning guys, too. It's just mm-hmm. awesome. Carlos Estevez has struggled. Struggled last night. Yeah. If he can get going. His command is, to me, it's been the command, right? He just doesn't look comfortable on the bump right now. Yep. He just looks a little shaky, to be honest. And, um, yeah, if he can get good, I mean, he's a good pitcher. We've seen it, you know. And, I mean, he doesn't even have a strikeout this year, I don't think. Um, So, he'll get going. But our late inning guys are great, which we don't see a whole lot as Rockets fans. So, it's, it's really fun to see. And, you know, every time there's a call to the bullpen, we're not like pulling our beards and all like <laughs> stress. I mean, because because usually we are. It's yeah, like, like, oh lord, the bullpen. Yeah, now we're like, yes, Alex Coleman is coming in. Yes, uh, Ty Blocks coming yeah. in. Yeah, you know, I mean, just everyone. He, even Tyler Kinley, who yeah. I've who I've given a really bad time to over yeah. the last couple of years because I've really struggled with him. I've been like, he's not the guy. This year, barring opening day, he's been really good. Yeah, he's off to a great start. So yeah. hopefully. He can keep that up for sure. It's the beard. Yeah. No more mustache. No. Uh, our pen has been good. If you are not watching Rockies baseball, my goodness, you're missing out. There's so much good stuff happening. This is an exciting year. We've said this from the get-go. It's an exciting year to be a Rockies fan, and things are just getting started. Um, in the games that we have lost, in the games where we've struggled, Dawson and I were talking on the way to Denver yesterday. It's been runners in scoring position that have absolutely killed us. It's been... It hasn't been the bullpen. It's been leaving guys on base in scoring position that's made us want to rip our hair out. Yeah. So talk to me more about that, the missed opportunities, and then you know talk to me about any anything surrounding that issue, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's been a big impact for sure. I think even the games we've won by two or three, we should have won by six. Just you know, leaving we're guys leaving on. guys on uh, first and third, no outs, bases loaded, one out, only getting one run. Um, and when you look at our lineup, we should not be leaving these guys in scrum position. So that's why I'm I'm kind of looking forward to tonight after our last like at bat with runners in scrum position. Richard came through with two outs yeah, with a two RBI double. Yeah. Um but it was our struggle last year too. So I'm just I well I think we'll be fine because our lineup is there. I mean every single guy can come through in a big spot. 
but it's been our struggle. Like Sunday, we really should have won, but we just had those missed opportunities and then lost by three or yeah. two or three. So, yeah. Okay. And, you know, I mean, again, it's one of those things where it is baseball. You're not always going to bring people in when there's a guy on second and third or when there's a guy on third, but it is tough to watch when you've got first and third, no outs. Yeah. And you'll leave, you'll leave everybody stranded. I mean, it's to when you're going to win games, when you're going to win a lot of games, there's situations you got to come through. And it's not just in the seven, eight, ninth inning. It's in the first, second and third inning, which sometimes I have a tendency to be like, oh, it's okay. We've got plenty of time left, plenty of baseball to play. Well, that's true. You've said it a lot. We got to jump on teams early. And in the games that we've won and the games that have been stress-free for us, for the most part, it's been early jumps. Yeah. Big, big hitting, big spots, good pitching. And then we're like, okay, good. We can chill and just eat some Rocky dogs or whatever. Uh, so that's important. It's been a big deal. It's going to continue to be a big deal. So talk to me about your keys to the Philly series and then the Detroit series coming up. Yeah, well, I think it's definitely just that, you know, runners in scoring position. Um, and, you know, it's some people get mad when we get a two-out double by, like, Jose Iglesias or just whoever, and then we leave him on. Yeah. It is tough to get two straight two-out yeah, hits sure. or three if he walks or something, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't really worry about that too much because, I mean, it's just hard to get back-to-back yeah, hits in the off of some of these yeah. tough pitchers. Baseball's not an easy game. Yeah, but when you get first and third or a leadoff double, yeah. you got to do your job, move them over, get a sack fly, anything to just get get the runs. And we, we have seen that from us this year um, where we scored without even getting a hit, some sack flies. Um, so I think we'll be good, but that's my keys to the series for sure. And then um, I think we've still only given up like five home runs this whole season. So I think limiting the power is another key Mm -hmm. Uh, bullpen and starters, obviously, Um, especially with the Phillies, Bryce Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber, Mimuto. I mean, there's just Reese Hoskins. Yeah. There's so many, a lot of power in that. Yeah. And then the Tigers were going to Detroit. Uh, We have a little road trip um, this weekend and next week, Uh, but three against Detroit this weekend. And I mean, they've got some pop too now. Spencer Torkelson's yeah. a rookie sensation yeah. right now. Yeah. Hitting some bombs. Javi Baez, you know what he's done. Miguel Cabrera. Could get his 3,000 hit, right? Yeah. Which I'm kind of hoping yeah. he does just to get the Rockies in like a big moment, even though it's not us, have us there, you know? So maybe it's like a weird hit where it's like real slow and I don't know. But instead but three, of like a home run. 3,000 hits, though. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. And he's on pace to get it with against us, I think, unless yeah. he has a great couple games. <laughs> but. Yeah. I think I agree with you for sure. You know, when I look at the keys to the game, it's obviously I want to see our pitching continue to be solid. We've had relatively good outings from our starters, um, and then our pen has been phenomenal. I'd love to see that continue. I want to see Ty Block on the bump again because I really like him. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan. I also think, like you said, that hitting with runners in position is important. I, I kind of lean toward almost saying small ball or doing your job is the key. I think last night, did Chuck lay down a bunt to yeah. move Connor over last night in the first inning? Weren't able to capitalize on that. But that's the type of stuff I like to see. Uh, and I know that's not the fans' favorite, but as you've already, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know I don't really care as much about if that makes you want to come to the game. I know the MLB does, and, and other people do, but I like the small ball. I like the traditional pieces of the game. And for us, if we're going to continue to win, it's not always going to be laser shows. 
we're going to have to be able to do our job. And I, I think our team is in a place where they're willing to do that. When you see a guy like Chuck, who is kind of our star, maybe he's not our best player, so to speak, but he's a fan favorite. He's loved. Bunts in the first inning and then goes deep in the seventh. Yeah. You know, if you're able to do that kind of stuff and, and from top to bottom, if our lineup is willing to say, hey, I don't need to be the guy right now. I can move somebody over and trust that maybe in the seventh inning, my chance to be the guy will come. I think it's going to put us in great spots to win. So that's my key. I think we'll continue to do it. I think Buddy's doing a great job with our team this year. I've liked the way he's been managing. Um, and yeah, again, as always, I'm excited about Rockies baseball. Any final thoughts before we let him go today? I don't think so. Just uh, we'll be there tonight and tomorrow uh, afternoon. So, I mean, hopefully we can just keep this up. Seven and three through 10 games. I mean, that's that's a solid start. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Hopefully we keep it up. And the guys are excited and they're playing well and it shows. So you, you can see it when you're live. You, you can see tell it. a difference. You definitely so. can. Uh, drop any questions or thoughts below. Um, we're glad to answer those questions for you or any topics that you'd like us to cover in next week's, next week's podcast. We'll be glad to do that. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to Rocks Talk. We sure, sure appreciate it. Uh, as always, go Rocks. Yep, go Rockies.